0: Hello, and welcome to the Remnant Community Church Sunday podcast. We're so glad that you are here, and our prayer is that this message will bless you and encourage you on your journey. Thanks for listening and enjoy. We at a conference called The Gospel of Mental Health amen Uh, and it is imperative that we have good mental health amen Uh, and that the gospel is part of that guess what the gospel and mental health are not fighting amen glory to God I'm so thankful uh, that 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 God is doing such a great work in that area uh, because we've all struggled with mental health amen we all struggle with it we'll struggle with it why because life happens amen Amen. It's not special people uh, that have to deal with mental health. We all deal with mental health in some way. If you have a brain, let's go ahead and clarify this. If you have a brain that's functioning and working and making you breathe and talk and do all that stuff, you at some point are going to encounter some mental health. Amen. But we're thankful for good mental health. We're thankful that God gave us emotions. And I love what Kelly said yesterday. Uh, She talked about that uh, emotions are not bad, right? Mental health is not bad because God gave it to us, right? It is just how we operate in it, right? How we perceive it. Uh, And the one thing that I found out about therapy is that it brings you back into reality, right? We can get in spaces where we do not perceive reality correctly. Right? And a therapist helps us to talk and walk and sometimes just snatch us right back into reality. And most of the time, I don't know if y'all have ever been in therapy, uh, but you talk your way through it. I can remember when I was going through and, and I was just talking and realized, why am I doing this? I am driving myself crazy on this job. Why This is not possible. What I am doing, managing 30-some projects, is not possible. This is why I'm half crazy. Amen. And so I am thankful for those that choose the profession uh, of mental health in every capacity, right? And so, again, an awesome conference, an awesome word um, by Pastor Daisy yesterday. Amen. It's okay to feel. Amen. Glory to God. And so I am thankful for that. And so I don't want to prolong the word, I love God's word. Uh, And so I am excited about what God is going to say today to us. Amen. What he is going to speak. Amen. And we we say that a lot. uh, And I think we have um, minimized the voice of God. Amen. That we have said that God speaks so much that we, we really don't understand the power that is available in god's voice right and the fact that he wants to speak to us and so my message today is called god speaks amen god speaks and so the scripture i'm going to come from is john 10 and 27 if you'll turn there they'll put it up on the screen as well and it's a very familiar verse uh, but it's a promise that we have that god speaks that Jesus speaks, that the Holy Spirit speaks to us. Amen. Glory to God. And so John 10 and 27 says this, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So we're going to focus on that first part. My sheep hear my voice. So these are, these, this is what Jesus is saying. He says, My sheep hear my voice. So it's very evident here that Jesus speaks. He speaks to every believer that calls on the name of Jesus. Amen. Every person that believes, that has accepted him, uh, that that, that calls themselves a believer, he says he speaks. Now the question is, do we listen? Amen. Do we listen? So this is, Jesus himself said this. He says, my sheep hear my voice. So I know that this is a struggle amongst many believers is hearing God's voice. Wouldn't you agree? It's like, well, I don't know if it's my voice, it's God's voice, devil's voice. Whose voice is it that is speaking? And so uh, there's a lot to the voice of God. And I'm trying to keep it really simple and really applicable uh, because my goal today is not to inundate you with scripture for the sake of you knowing it, uh, but that you would see Uh, the process in which God wants to speak to us. Uh, So on Wednesday, God spoke to me as we were having our worship experience, and he began to say uh, that he was going to begin to speak to this house. He was going to begin to speak to us and through us. Amen. That he would begin to speak to us and through us. And what he added to that is that this would be a level of maturity. Right? A level of maturity that God would begin to speak to you all. And you wouldn't just rely on us having to speak for God to you. Right. So we know that we're called to speak, to give you the word, to feed you, to do all those things. It talks about the sincere milk of the word. And so if we understand that from a natural standpoint, it's like from a bottle. Right. And so we have to hold the bottle. Right. And we have to help you. And we got to feed you. And we got to make sure that you don't get too much. Uh, but I believe that as God speaks, that he is maturing us to be able to hear him on your own. Amen. Is that a blessing? Is that something that you desire more of? Amen. To hear him speak. See, we're no longer under the old, the old covenant, right? We're no longer under uh, where we have to go to the priest right, where we have to uh, sacrifice and we have to do all the things in order to be able to hear from God. He says that that veil was was torn in half. Why? So that we could boldly go to the throne of grace. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus, right? The blood of Jesus is what covers us, makes us righteous, makes us in right standing so that we can enter into God's presence and hear what he has to say. Amen. So I believe that the power of hearing God's voice is a power that we must harness, right? So you harness something, you grab a hold of it, right? And we grow in it, right? We grow in being able to hear God's voice. And again, hearing God's voice is a promise for every believer. You don't have to say, well, I'm not sure. And while you may not be sure, I hope that as I preach this message and maybe further messages, uh, that you become confident in the fact of what God's voice is. What, how do we hear God's voice? And so I believe that there is a tremendous amount of untapped power in hearing God's voice. Untapped power. So we think about God being almighty, being infinite, being all-knowing, like all these names... And the reality is, is that he wants to speak to you. Did you know that he wants to speak to you? He wants to speak to you in your quiet time. He wants to speak to you as you're going through your day. He wants to be able uh, to console you when things are going on. Sometimes as believers, we can feel so hopeless because we don't believe that God wants to speak to us. Right. That's what shame does. Right. Shame causes us to think that God hates us. God doesn't want us. And so it's important that we know that we can hear from God. Amen. So I know that God desires to move us from milk to solid food. Amen. He desires to mature us beyond being told what God is saying all the time, uh, but to him entrusting you with his secrets, not only to hear, but to also speak those truths. So has anyone ever entrusted you with a secret? Anybody? He told you something like don't tell anybody. So, you know, there is, that's a profound trust, isn't it? To share your secrets with somebody and you being able to trust them enough that they're not going to share these secrets with other people. And so in the the scope of, of God, while he shares secrets with us, he wants us to share these secrets with other people. But the reality is, is he doesn't share his secrets with everyone. He shares his secrets with the ones that he can trust. right? The ones that are going to use them, because some people will take God's secrets and just be like, ah, well, you know, he told me something, but I don't really care. But when you understand how valuable it is that God gives you insight into your future. Right. How about the insight into another person's future? Right? To be able to speak prophetically into their life. How valuable is that? How many of us seek direction? Raise your hand. Right? We all do. All of us seek direction. We want to know. We want to understand. So imagine having someone that doesn't really care about the secrets of God. And God says, hey, I have this word. And this word, I need you to speak to Terry. Right? Imagine it's me. That God has told me something and I need to tell Terry. I'm like, well, I don't know if it's really God. Or I don't. He knows. Like, he knows that he's going to be all right. Right? Imagine someone that does that. Like, I have something for you for the next place in your life. but But I'm immature. And I'm just like, ah, he'll be all right. Like, God's big enough to speak to him. I know he told me to go talk to Terry, and encourage him, or give him a word, but it's like, ah, uh, you know, you ever met those people at work that are immature, right, that don't do the right things, right, they know the right things to do, it's not my job, it's not my job, you know, it's like, oh no, that's, that's for somebody else to do, well, this is the reason why God will not entrust babes with his secrets, right, because he needs his will to be fulfilled, right? He needs his purpose, and not that you stop God's purpose, but the reality is, is, and what I'm trying to get here is that it's going to take maturity to hear God at the next level, right? It's going to take responsibility to hear God at the next level, like we desire to hear his voice, but as I get down through here, we'll see that his voice is reserved for the mature, those that aren't on milk anymore, right? Those that, that, that are on strong meat or solid food. So let me keep going. It says it moves us from babes, so his voice moves us from babes to full-grown believers. We can begin to navigate this spiritual journey better. How many of y'all want to, to, to be able to figure out this Christian walk a little bit better, right? We all do. We all do. Well, that's God's voice. Right. That's what that's what God's voice allows us to do is to navigate this spiritual journey better. It helps us to operate in our gifts for the glory and for the edification of the body. Right? Sometimes we believe that 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 when people prophesy and prophets and all those things like I'm like, ooh, I want to do that, you know, because I want to I want to know someone's future. I want to be able to stand up here and and read your your credit card number or your address and, you know, all those things. But realizing that it's not it's for God's glory if you can do those things. Right. And it's for the edification, not for your glorification. Right. So I'm going to put it in perspective about being able to hear God's voice because he says he won't let anyone steal his glory. Right. So it has to be for the edification of the body right, and the glorification of God, and so as God speaks, we have to have this proper perspective on why we're doing it, not to be able to stand that I'm prophet this, my name is in lights, and all this stuff, and and, and the thing about prophecy is that, especially now, it is very appealing, right, everybody wants a word, everybody wants to be a prophet, everybody wants to speak, and and there's nothing wrong with it, because Paul says, I desire that you prophesy, right, He said, he says, seek out the best gifts. So God wants you to have the gifts, but for what reason, right? You have to begin to, because a babe says, well, I want to just stand up there and I want to be able to read your credit card number, Lisa, right? Why? So the people can be like, ooh, they so prophetic. Oh my God, they're so great, right? But people desire that, right? People desire uh, uh, their glorification versus God's glorification right? Being humble. So a mature believer is humble and understanding that God can turn it off and I can never prophesy again, right? And so it's for God's glory and for the body's edification. That's the gifts that God has bestowed upon all of us. And so while I'm here in the gifts and also understanding that not every gift, even prophetic, would be like over the mic Or would be like, uh, there can be aspects like, for me, my dominant gift is teaching, right? So the prophetic way that I'm going to operate is through God's scriptures and being able to speak. And at times I can speak and see and do and all those things like that, whereas Pastor Daisy is different, right? She is a prophet, right? She can speak and see and do and all those things. And so understanding that uh, you don't have to desire to hold this mic, but you being able to whisper in someone's ear and encouragement when they need it, right, is just as powerful as standing up here and being able to do whatever, right? So not minimizing any gift that God has given you, right, whether it's in praise and worship, you know, whether it's teaching the children, whatever it would be, being able to hear what God is saying for the next season in someone's life. Understanding, being mature in this thing. So like any new position you walk into, you must know the qualifications for this position. Amen. So where much is given, how many of y'all have heard that? Where much is given, much, much is required. Amen. So let's talk about uh, the much that is required. Amen. Uh, so we're going to turn to 1 Corinthians 3 and 1. We're going to put it up on the screen. And Paul helps us to understand the difference between being an infant and being mature. Amen. And so it reads, uh, "Brother, I could not address you as spiritual, but as worldly. as infants in Christ, I gave you milk and not solid food, for you were not ready for solid food. In fact, you were not uh, excuse me, in fact, you are still not ready, for you are still worldly. for since there is jealousy and dissension among you, are you not worldly? Are you not walking in the way of man? So this is a mouthful. So Paul is going to the Corinthian church here, and he says, I cannot address you as spiritual, right? And he says, I can't even, you ain't even spiritual. He said, but you're worldly, right? Infants in Christ. Well, that's what God is trying to get us from, right? And so sometimes we are like, well, I don't know if I'm an infant or not. Are you worldly? All right. Are you worldly? And so we got to kind of define that. So, worldly simply is just you desire the world more than the things of God. We know we have to live in the world. We have to operate in the world. We have to be in the world. Like, you can't just go in a cave and be like, I'm just going to pray and fast and read my word. We got to work. We got to do. We have to be around people. But we have to look at our desires. Do we desire the things of God? more than the world. Because the world is very appealing, right? The Bible says that sin is pleasurable, right? Sin is pleasurable. Let's not act like that sin don't feel good, it don't look good, it don't taste good. It does. But he says, right, are you spiritual, right? Are you mature, or are you still a babe? And he says, you're still a babe if you desire the things of the world and don't don't get me wrong here we all have different areas in our life where we are worldly right but he's saying your whole life is worldly all you do is desire as as believers so we have to remember that the bible is written to believers right he's this is written to the church of corinth it's not to the world it's not to the people out there you know the churches we're so busy like look what the world is doing no 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 what's the church doing can we look at the church? Can we examine the church? Can we fix the church? Right? Can the church get right? Because he says judgment starts where? In the house of the Lord. That's right, in the church. And so Paul is saying, hey, babes, you're still, you're still worldly. Right? You still desire the things that you have been delivered from, supposedly. Right? The things that, that, that you operate in are causing you to stay at this baby level. He says, I can't even give you strong meat. He says, I can't even give you a strong word that's beyond. So, so what's what some some babe topics? Baptism, forgiveness of sin, tithing, coming to church. Like he said, I got to still tell you like pay your tithes. Right? Help build God's kingdom. Give your money. He said, I still got to tell you to get Baptized. I still got to tell you that, yes, Jesus died to forgive you of your sins. And not that we minimize any of those things. But after some years, we shouldn't still be struggling to come to church. Amen. Why? Because as as a mature believer, you understand that this is a place of nourishment, right? It's a place where we come together and glorify God in a corporate setting you know, that we're still arguing, like, uh, is the tithe real? Should we pay our tithes? Should we whatever? It's like, do you want to see the church progress? Let's make it real simple. Do you want to see the church progress? I wish God had a little money tree back here in the back room of every church that we just go back there and pay the bills. But the reality is, is that it's not. So we don't even have to spiritualize giving. Do you want to see this work grow? Do you want to have lights and- cameras and projectors and heat and wi-fi and like a nice place to worship i mean we can worship in a tent outside right right in the elements but understanding that when you join and when you come and when you do that we give for the work building right the mature understand that it costs something Right. It costs something for us to do ministry. Amen. And so these are elementary works that God wants to move us past. And so he talked about some specific things that I want to talk about. And so he says, you're still worldly. So you desire. He says, is there jealousy? So do you desire what others have or can do to the point that you don't like them? Right. So we can desire what people have it's like oh yeah I got a nice car got a nice house got these clothes got this do this you know speak teach degrees all that stuff but jealousy goes to the point of I want that and I'm mad that they got it and I don't like them because they got it right see these are the inward things right these are the inward thoughts right we come and we love and we hug but when you're at home it's like I really don't like them why they got that car? Why they got that house? How they got that man or that woman? Why are they kids good? My kids are bad, right? Jealousy, right? We these are the secret things that God said. You're still a babe, right? You got to work these things out, and so we can be like, I'm not jealous, are you? Right? You got you got to you got to be true to yourself, right? because that's the only way we're going to grow because we have to give that to God right because he, he tells us even in the old testament talking about you know not desiring your uh, your neighbor's wife and you know coveting things right that that means wanting it to the point that you don't like them right you covet it and be like why they got it right why they got it instead of celebrating that they have it do what they did to get it right God is not re- snacks right all that's provided all I got to do is do my homework. Now I got to go to work. Right. Right? Now I got to get a job. I got to pay some bills. I got to be responsible. Before, it's like, oh, my parents are responsible. You know, and it's like, again, the process of growing up is not easy, but it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Right? Who wants to be two their whole life? Think about it. How many of y'all want to be two or three your whole life? And it's even worse to be 23 and still three spiritually, right? So still tripping over the basics. God says, my sheep hear my voice, right? You can hear his voice. He wants to speak. He wants to entrust you. He wants you to uh, know him. So there are too many times where people claim to speak for God But they go along this life acting like that, and that's not pleasing to God. And when people see people speaking for God, but full of jealousy and bitterness and dissension, they call us hypocrites, right? Because they say, well, they speaking for God, and they're getting up there and preaching. But they're so jealous of them. I heard them talking. I see it on Facebook all the time. You know, my heart breaks because I'm like, I know it's true. Right. Because people are immature. You know, when they're up here speaking and their life doesn't reflect what Christ has done in their life, there is an accountability. There is a responsibility that he tells us. He says teachers, preachers, ministers, prophets, evangelists, those that speak, carry and hold his word will be judged more harshly. Paul actually says, I advise you not to be a teacher, preacher, prophet, evangelist. Hold or carry God's word because at the end of time, God will say, I'm judging you harder than I did a believer. Why? Because we carry a responsibility. And is that responsibility heavy? Absolutely. So carrying God's secrets, his his insight and his wisdom there is a lot of responsibility with it. Some people like, well, I'm human. I understand you human. Grow up. Right? Grow up. Right? At some point, we got to grow up. He says, when I was a child, I acted as a child. This is all talking about God speaking. Right? God wants to speak to you as someone who is mature. Right? The Bible talks about rightly handling his word. People that are immature say and do all kinds of crazy stuff. Just look on TikTok. TikTok is the worst place to get the gospel. I'm going to tell you right now. It is, it is so corrupt with error uh, that I just, it, oh, Lord, I just it makes me just cringe because you, you, people have now been given a platform that don't even read the word, right? They don't know God's truth. They don't, they don't even have his spirit right, they just pick up the Bible, and they be like, well, you know, it said this, and then they be on there hucking and bucking and, you know, doing all this stuff, and I'm like, sit down, shut up, don't do that, that's not right, that ain't even in the Bible, right, but that five minutes is deceiving people left and right, right. people are believing this garbage, mm-hmm. and we as, we as, we as ministers and preachers and, and people that are mature, we have to fight against it, so when God gives me the ability, uh, because right now I just pray and I just like, Lord, Jesus, this is this is bad because I know the effects that bad doctrine and bad teaching has on people. Right. People begin to turn their hearts away from God because of this, that and the other. Right. There's so much uh, that's going on. But we know that God's power is greater. Amen. That's why God is raising up a set of mature believers. Right. That can refute error. Right, and I'll tell you the number one way to refute error is to know truth, right? To know God's word, because then you can discern what is good and what is evil, right? You can you can not only hear God's voice, right, but you can intelligibly uh, know His word, right? So when people are saying things, you can refute it. And not all the time that we get on TikTok or Facebook and argue. I haven't argued with anybody in a long time because uh, I just I had to move on, right? I had to move on, uh, Amen. And so, I'm at a different place right now, and I know God will start it back up uh, here soon, um, as he, as I as I feel the need. Um, but anyways, us growing up, right? Us being able to refute it, and and what what I was, where I was going there is us being able to uh, refute error on a personal level, right? As you're talking to people and they say stuff, well, Jesus, Jesus, you know, Jesus is really Horus from Egypt and, like, all those things, like, and I know that's a little bit, like, deeper, but us being able to tell people who Jesus is, right? He died, you know, he rose, right? What he did, he was born of a virgin. It's like, well, he wasn't born of a virgin. It was actually just a, you know, a girl, a young girl, and, you know, like, all the things, anything that people don't want to agree with, they are trying to figure out a way to discount it, right? Even though the word of God has been for 3,000 years, like, well, you know, that word was really interpreted as this, and it really means this, and it's like, well, you're trying to tell me for the last you know, 2,000 years that this is the way it's been interpreted, and now because we have the Internet, that all of a sudden it's changed, surprisingly, to fit so that you can sin, right? So people aren't changing words to become more godly. Just look at it. Just, just when people begin to interpret and reinterpret and begin to say God spoke to them and showed them this. Realize the litmus test, the test that helps you to realize if this is true or not. It is so they can sin some more so they can believe any way they want. So, you know, I see people talk all the time about going to church. Well, you know we we are the temple of God. You really don't have to go to church. And it's like, you know, because they've been hurt. Right? That's the real thing, is that it's not, I had a great experience at church, but I don't believe that I really need to go to church. It's always, I got hurt at church, so now I'm the temple of God, and I can read God's word myself, and I can have service by myself, and they ain't doing none of that. They're just laying in the bed. They're not reading the word. They're not praying. They're not, they not doing anything, right? And so we have to see that we will justify, right? When you're immature, And at times, even when you're mature and you're hurt, you can justify anything. Amen. So we don't want to be hypocrites. Glory to God. We do not want to be hypocrites because we're full of jealous, jealousy, envy, strife. Right. We want to be mature. But let me qualify what it takes to be mature. So Hebrews 5, uh, 12 through 14. And it kind of goes along with what I was just talking about. Uh, Hebrews 5, 12 through 14, it says, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles or oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. It says, For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since they are a child. Before, verse 14 is the one I want to focus on. It says, But solid food is for the mature, for those who have had their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil, right? So we know God's word. We understand God's word. We believe the power of God's word. And it says our discernment is, cha- is trained to do what? To identify, to discern, to detect good and evil, right? We we, we don't get the gift of discernment to make ourselves look good but we are in this in order to detect good and evil good and evil in our lives good and evil in the lives of other people and so God wants to use us so this is where God speaks to us and then we use the gifts that God has given us to help people distinguish right to help the babes know what is good and evil to know what is profitable for their lives Right. That they can't continue in sin that God's grace would abound. Right. It's like God knows my heart. He does. And he knows that you can do better. He knows the power that he placed inside of you. He knows that he died. Why? So that you could overcome sin. And while, yes, we are not perfect. But at some point we have to change. You know that at some point we have to overcome or it makes what Jesus did of no effect. Sometimes we just don't want to get better because we like what we do, right? We like the sin that we're in. But that's when you have to pray, God, take the desire, right? God's grace allows us. His mercy extends. He's not interested in throwing you in hell. He's not interested in punishing you, but he's actually interested in you growing up, right? In you moving to that next place. Uh, Somebody was talking about comfort Oh, Pastor Stacy or Evangelist Stacy was talking about comfort. And just a real short uh, story is basically this guy was eating. He got stuck in a room. And this is a true story. And so his comfort caused him to be stuck in a room that all he had to do was not eat. And he could walk through the door. So he had gotten so big because he was comfortable. And his brother kept feeding him this food that made him large that he couldn't fit through the door. So that reminds me that our comfort, our sin, is killing us. It's keeping us trapped, right? It's keeping us uh, stuck in places that God says, all you got to do is walk out the door, right? Jesus, right? He died. Jesus is not dying again. He's not going on another cross. When he died, he said, it is finished. So it means your freedom is complete, Right. When we come into the knowledge of Jesus Christ, when we accept him, his spirit comes in us. He now says you have the power to be free. Right? You now have the power to walk out the door. But he says you're going to have to carry your cross. Right. He says you're going to have to sacrifice. You're going to have to now change your mind. So repentance is changing. Right. So we change our mind about what is good and bad. What was once good. When you become a believer is now bad. Right? That's repenting. You change, you turn and go the other way. You believe differently. Or you agree with God that it's wrong. Right? That's why so much compromise is going on because it talks about a little leaven, leaven the whole loaf, meaning you put a little bit of dye in something, it changes the whole color of it, right? It just takes a little bit. So that's why we have to stay away, that's why we have to abstain. That's why we have to run from sexual desires and all these things, right? right? Our comfort. Evangelist Stacy said our comfort is killing us. We, we can't stay comfortable. You're gonna have to fast and pray. Right? You're gonna have to run. You're gonna have to move. You're gonna have to block. Right? You're gonna have to get off social media. You're gonna have to do whatever's necessary. No one says social media is needed. Right? This thing 15 years ago, there was no social media. Right? There wasn't no DMing. There wasn't no Facebook, Twitter. might have been a, I don't know. There was AOL. I know when I was 14, there was chat rooms, right? AOL had a chat room. You just go in chat rooms and talk to people, right? That's when I was 14, 15. And so, again, we have to grow up and realize what the enemy is trying to do, right? He wants our... God wants us to be mature and on solid food, and he wants the power of our discernment, right? Trained. We got to train what's good and bad. We got to be reminded of what's good and bad, because in this day and time, the Bible says they call good evil and evil good. Amazing. You know, the Bible was written thousands of years ago. And how did it know that people were going to call good evil and evil good? How did god wrote it right that's the power while men god used men to physically write it it was authored i need you to remember this men wrote it god authored it right he was the author he was the one that spoke to their hearts to put down what should be and so we stand in saying that the Bible uh, is without error. So is there translations? Of course, we know there's translations of this and translations of that. But if you were to put translation errors versus the truth every, from word to word, you, you would have such a small amount of quote-unquote translation errors, it doesn't even make any difference. right? When you're talking about 66 books, Right. When you're talking about this much scripture and you're talking about well they they, they didn't use the word the or, or they translated a uh, strength or power, something like that, you know the people see people want to disprove what is true, right If something's false, why? why argue about things that are false right? I ain't never argue with nobody that uh two plus two is five never I ain't never. Never got on Facebook and be like, y'all know two plus two is five. We need to defend that. We need, right? They, I, ain't, I ain't never, I ain't never had to defend an error, but people will go out of their way that don't even believe. But the reality is, is that they do, you know. And it breaks my heart when I see uh, ex-believers. You know, that's the kind of thing now is ex-believers. You know, this thing ain't real and that thing ain't real, and it all uh, a lot of times. Uh, comes from hurt amen and so let me see here I got way off my we're talking about discernment glory to God and so the thing about God's voice and and this is the thing I want to leave leave with you as I'm almost done is the power of God's voice so we talked about maturity we talked about being immature being babes being mature but now I want to talk about uh, and, and as I was thinking about, you know, God, what, what are you saying? Because I talked about scripture and, and, and we've learned a lot and we, we've been convicted by some things. That God began to deal with me about Genesis. And he talks about let there be light. Amen. Let there be light. And so the power of what God is saying from the beginning of time is still shaping our very lives. Let me say this again. The power of what God said from the beginning of time still shapes our very lives. And so we know this scripture. We know this saying when God said, let there be light. Right. We know that God split the light and the darkness and firmament, all those things like that. And so I want to move past creation. Hear what I'm saying. Move past creation and begin to think about your life. Right. Your life. Your individual life, not your neighbor's life, not your cousin's life, but your life. Think about your life right now. And God is saying, let there be light. Let there be light. You'll be like, okay. So light in dark places, places of pain, places of lack, places of grief, places of sin, places of hopelessness, places of doubt, places of shakiness. Places of anger and places of concern. God is saying, let there be light. God wants to illuminate, right, the hope in those places. The fact that He is still able to move in those places, even where you doubt, even where they're dark. Those places in your heart that you have shut the door and said, God, I'm not dealing with that. God said, let there be light, right? And he's coming to shine light, not that it would be painful, but that you would be able to hope again, that you would be able to trust him again, that you would be able to know that there is light, that he is still speaking. He is still active. He is still alive. And it is no time to walk in darkness. It is no time to walk in loss of hope in loss of direction, because he says he's going to speak. He said, my sheep know my voice. And so whatever place that you're at today, I need you to know that God says, let there be light, right? Let there be light. This is one of the most powerful aspects of God's voice is that his voice is creative, right? It creates, right? It illuminates. There's power in the spoken word. He said, let there be light. Right. Let there be light. And so when light comes, all the doubt has to go, all the shadows, all the darkness. If we turn the light out right now, it will become dark. But guess what? When we turn the light back on, the darkness has to go. Right. It has to be expelled. You don't see light and darkness like side by side. Why? Because light wins. Right? Light wins in your life today. Jesus is the light of our life. And so today he's speaking to you in every place, every dark place, every place of doubt, every place of shakiness. Right. Every place where I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be okay. He says, turn on the light, turn on the light, turn on the light today of his life that he's with you. Right. He's with you. You may be a babe. I need you to know that being a babe doesn't disqualify you. He'll still speak to you. He'll still encourage you right? He'll still, he'll still give you what you need. And so I need you to know today that God is flipping on the light in your life. Uh, so that doubt must go. Sickness must go. Disease must go, right? Hopelessness must go. Uh, I need you to know that you have a future and a hope. He's turning on the light uh, to say, I want to prosper you. I want to build you up. I want to move you from this place to the next place. So God said he's maturing this house. He's maturing the people here, the people that are under my voice today, that that God wants you to move forward, right? He wants you to move forward, forward progress, even if it's just one step, right? Forward progress to move you from the place you were to the place you're going, right? Turn on the light. Turn on the light today of his light, amen, of his life welcome him back in if you don't know him today is the perfect opportunity to accept him because he wants to speak to you so god speaks to every person amen and so sometimes the voice has come to me right all that are heavy laden right when you got a lot of pressure and got a lot of stress and got a lot of issues he says come to me right and i'll do what i'll give you rest Right, so that's for those that are unbelievers that don't know Christ. He wants you to come into he, he wants you, He wants to come into your life today. He wants you to know Him, to believe Him and trust Him, even if you don't know everything. He wants you to accept Him and know that He is the Son of God and that He died that you would be free. Amen. Ah, we can never forget the uh, the fact of what Jesus did for us. That He died that we would be free. Ah, that we would be believers, uh, that we would come into the fold, uh, even being immature and being unskilled. That's all right. Got plenty of people around here that that are becoming mature to help you, right? The community of believers. Glory to God. And so God wants to move us to the next place. And the first step is to turn on the light, to believe, to believe that God can, right? He can save you. He can heal you, He can deliver you, and guess what, taking it to the next level, He can speak to you, right? And then to the next level, He can use you after He spoke to you, right? So we're going from glory to glory, we're going from power to power, we're going from anointing to anointing. We have the authority. Jesus said, all authority has been given to us in heaven and earth. Amen, delegated authority. Glory to God. And so I am thankful that Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Ah, glory to God. He says, they hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So today, as we prepare for our altar call, hallelujah, God is troubling our hearts, amen. That no matter what place that you're at, uh, you may be a babe, amen. You may be a a semi-mature, you may be mature, Um, But but God is saying that he wants to speak to you, that he's opening your heart right now to receive the light, the light, right? The light of his word, the light of truth, the light that God can save you. He can deliver you. He can heal you. Maybe you're struggling with something that's going on right now and you need us to pray with you. Amen. That you need us to touch and agree for God to flip that light on. Amen. He said, let there be light in every situation in your life. You may be concerned about your children. He says, we're going to turn that light on. Amen. That you don't have to worry uh, that the light of God would shine in it. Uh, Maybe there's something going on in in your body. And you need God to turn that light on of of hope, of faith. Ah, faith, faith faith that would give you peace that passeth understanding. Maybe something's going on in your family, with your mother or father, brother, sister, whomever it may be. Uh, we stand in agreement. and so if, you, if everyone can please stand. Hallelujah. As we pray, uh, the altar is open. Amen. The altar is open. If you need prayer for any area, if you, if you want to accept Christ, come on up here and we will lead you to him. We will connect you with the living God. Uh, If you just need prayer for God to turn the light on, amen, to turn the light on. Glory to God, for God to turn the light on in every situation, in every circumstance. God, turn the light on. Oh God, turn the light on. We refuse to walk in darkness. We refuse to walk in darkness. Oh God, I thank you, God. Oh, refuse today to walk in darkness. Uh, Refuse to walk in darkness. God, turn your light on. God, speak to every heart right now. God, speak to every mind. Oh, God, we thank you, God, that you're, you're giving out peace. You're giving out freedom. You're giving out refuge, God. Oh, God, even those that are unsure, God, we thank you, God, uh, that you're doing it even now. You're doing it even now, God. Turn on the light. God, I thank you, God, for a new light uh, of strength, of courage courage to obey. Uh, Thank you, God, for a new light. Uh, Courage to obey, Uh, to walk in that new light, Uh, that new light of life. Oh, God, I thank you, God. Uh, Strength even now to obey. Uh, Strength to obey. Uh, God, speak. Do what only you can do, God. Speak. Speak to every heart, to every mind young person even now god oh god that you would give them the strength to trust you in school god Uh, that they would move to the next place as you called them out oh god as you called them out to live a life holy and acceptable to you god give them the strength god let them flip on the light Uh, thank you god let there be light let there be light in your life let there be light in your life hallelujah God is creating some things in our lives, some new places in our lives, some new hope, some new faith, uh, some new courage. God, we thank you. Hallelujah. God, we thank you. We thank you. It's not too late. You can come. You can come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, The altar is a place of alteration. Uh, If your pants have ever been too long, uh, that's what alteration is, amen? Uh, God wants to fix him. He wants to make it better. He wants to make your pants fit, amen? Yeah, it's all right. There's no shame in coming to the altar. Uh, it is where he is uh, as we touch and agree with you uh, to say turn on the light. Hallelujah.
1: I want to be able to hear you clearly. Like, I think I hear you, but I want to make sure I can hear you clearly. So, if there's anything in me that's stopping me or clogging me up, you know, it's almost like when you have an ear infection, everything gets a little muffled. So, if there's a muffle, if there's an ear infection, if I have an infection that's keeping me from hearing you well, God, I need you to clear up the infection so that I can hear you clearly. And not only can I hear you clearly, but God, I want to make sure that once I hear you, I obey you. Because <laughs> there's a difference. Like, I, you can hear me talking, Martha, right? But it doesn't mean that you want to obey what I'm saying. And so, God, when you begin to talk to me, help me to obey what I hear you say. Because your kids can talk to you all day. Can I have, can I have, can I have, can I have? And they would be like, don't mean you move just because you hear them ask." So God, as you're opening up our ears, help me not to be afraid of what I hear. But not only don't let me be afraid, but let me obey. If you tell me to move, that I would move. If you tell me to stay, that I would stay. If you tell me to go, that I would go. I don't want it to be that I just hear you because I can say I hear you. I heard him. You'd be excited. I heard what the Lord said. Okay, then what did he? Because he's not just talking just to be talking. (laughs) There's instructions behind him talking. He just said, hi, Taylor. He said, hi, Taylor, and then do this. So he's not just one that's going to speak without a purpose behind speaking. He's like, if I'm going to speak to you, it's intentional. There's something I want you to do. There's something, someone I want you to speak to. That's some way I want to change your life. So as God is beginning to open up your ears and you begin to hear, it's not just because he's bored. You ever have people that talk just like to hear their voice? They ain't saying, a, they said a bunch of nothing. And you'd be like, well, hey, shut up. And they just keep talking and saying the same thing over and over and over again and in your head. You have disconnected like 12 times and you can jump back in the conversation and not miss a beat. Or maybe that's just me. <laughs> but he's like if I'm talking to you there's a reason so we're not just going to say Lord speak to me but Lord I want to be an obedient servant when you speak to me I want to obey you when you speak to me when you speak you got a reason behind your talking and so I want to make sure that not only do I hear you but I respond to you do I have any people in the room that's your prayer Lord when you speak to me Give me the courage to move. (laughs) When you speak to me, (laughs) give me the mind to understand. And when you speak to me, oh God, give me the heart that's full of obedience to do exactly what you've called me to do. I don't just want to be a listener. I want to also be a doer. Uh, Because people need your voice. (laughs) Sometimes the way you say it is different than the way somebody else says it. Because we can be like, oh no, such and such is going to tell them. But there's something about your octave that's different from somebody else's octave. Husbands and wives, okay. So your wife can say something, y'all know. And the husbands act like they ain't heard nothing. Let the pastor say something, and they be like, boom, 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 they moving. They be like, well, wait a minute, I said that last week. How is it that you couldn't hear what I, I always say sometimes with my husband, he needed it in a different octave. Mine was too high. He needed it in a lower one. And so when somebody else said it in a lower octave, he can understand. <laughs> So there's times that octaves matter. Changes matter. Like, who says it to you matters. And so when you discount yourself and say, well, my voice don't matter. Sometimes they need to hear it from somebody else. And so the Lord wants to use you to be that someone else. He wants to use you to be that someone else. So your voice does matter. Don't be silent. He wants to use you. Your voice does matter people will listen to you you know you don't have any responsibility in how they respond you just have a responsibility in doing what God said amen so I believe that this week you're gonna start hearing God's voice even clear and you have to bow in your heart I'm going I'm going to move Lord when you tell me like no longer disobedient I'm gonna move <laughs> when you tell me to move. I'm going to say, (laughs) I'm going to say what you tell me to say and I'm going to go where you tell me to go and I'm going to move when you speak. I'm going to move when you speak. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Do I have any obedient people in the house? Uh, Let me give you an example and I promise we gonna let you out of here. Yesterday after the conference was over, a man came up to me and folded me like a whole napkin, y'all. Folded me and I was in full tears full tears and screaming all at the same time. Uh, he had driven seven hours to give me a word. He said, I thought I was here for Evangelist Stacy. He says, but I realized I was here for you. Done. Wrapped. Just put me on top of a Christmas present like a bowl. And it wasn't that it was something that I hadn't heard before, but I needed to hear it in that I- And it was a confirmation of what I needed from God, so desperately. But what if he just said, I'm not going, I'm not saying anything to her, I'm here, I'm new. He came all the way from Missouri. I didn't come looking for a word, I came to give a word. Mm. But God knew the word that I needed. And so he sent somebody from Missouri to tell me what he was thinking about me and the next steps and phases in my life. Done, wrapped up, tied up, but I needed that. So as God begins to speak to you concerning you and other people, it's because people need that. You want yours good, come stand right here. You and Nikki, come on. See, look at it. she hollered it out. You did, and the Lord said good. I knew you needed it before you knew you needed it. Ah. Come on, believers in the room. Whatever these results come back to be, God says, fear not, for I'm with you. Fear not. (laughs) Fear not. Fear comes. Fear not, for I'm with you. Now, we're believers, so we're going to believe that she ate a bad peanut. That's what we believe in. That's my story and I'm sticking with it. (laughs) But just in case the enemy has showed up, him and his ugly self with no edges. (laughs) Bad shape up, that's what he is. He got a bad shape up, the the barber skipped him. He missing a patch. That's how I feel about him today. Y'all know I'm flowing in and out. But no matter, What comes, no matter what goes, God is with you. His rod and his staff, they comfort you. Uh, No matter what valley you walk through, his shadow is right there with you. You don't have to fear the shadow of death. God is with you. He took the sting out of that. Ah! But uh, God is the only one that chooses your birthday and your death day. Not cancer, not diabetes, not high blood pressure. God is the only one that chooses both. So if we don't trust nobody else, we're going to trust him. Grab hands, Wonder Twins, because we can reactivate. Oh, I'm I'm showing. I'm dating myself, right? Do I have any believers in the room? Let's begin to pray. Hey. We are your community, and we do life together. So, God, we thank you even now that your blood does still work. So, God, I speak peace to Kennedy's mind now. God I thank you that you see her that she is not going through this with her family by herself and this isn't the place she has to be strong all the time that she's allowed to be exactly who she is and you're not out of touch with her reality That you're not out of touch for every time the thought comes that what if this happens and what if that happens every time the thought comes, you capture her thoughts and say, I hear you, Kennedy. I hear you. There's no way that you can talk to me the way you talk to me and I not hear you. I not only hear you for other people, but I hear you for you too. Even the places you're frustrated, like, why is this happening to us? Hey, why? Why is this happening to us, God? We've been faithful. We have tried. We have served. Why is this happening to us? Hey. Hey. He says, because I can trust you. <laughs> uh, and I promise. And I promise. It's not like your daddy promised. You is a different opera <laughs> He says, so don't equate me to him because he failed you. I am a God that will never fail you. <laughs> so, I won't leave you here by yourself. You're like, I only have a little bit of family here. How does this get ready to happen? <laughs> he says, I'm not getting ready to take anything from you. Yellow <laughs> I'm with you always, even until the end of the earth. Yellow bo and Monique's always covered, but it's like, does anybody see that I'm struggling to? Father, in Jesus' name. <laughs> The God that revealed himself in the midnight hour, the God that loves you in the midnight hour, the God that forgives you, the God that was in the bathroom with you and even in middle school, that God, that God, that God, that God, that God, the one who has shown himself to be faithful, the one that showed himself to be strong, the one that showed himself that he loves you and that he forgives you and that you understand the secret places in heaven, that God, that God that keeps revealing his secrets to you. He says, I am with you. I am with you. I need you to release all of it now, yellow all of that all the anxiety all the fear all the worry yellow, all the anger yalabo hey hey all the anger hey all the anger yalabo all, all, all the anger all the anger why me why me it is not one thing it's another why me why me it is not one thing it's another it's another it's another, it's another. Oh, he's a bosso ko. He's a na na He says, "Give me your anger. Give it to me." He says, and the anger that you may have with me, I'm getting ready to cause you to turn it on your adversary. Because the enemy wants you to be angry with God, because then you won't be angry with him. Ah, This is an enemy. This is the enemy. This is the enemy. This is the enemy still works. And we even cause cancer to bow at the foot of the cross. Hey, If it's cancer, we cause it to bow at the foot of the cross. It still has to bow at the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus. Put Jesus' name on your lips. At the name of Jesus. It has to bow at the name of Jesus. Come on, call his name. 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 Jesus. Jesus, 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 the lily in the valley. Jesus, the bright and morning star. Jesus, 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 Jesus. oh god we thank you in jesus name amen let's get ready for
0: offering hallelujah glory to god we serve a living and active and a powerful god amen that still speaks to us through us and for us amen Hallelujah. So as we prepare to give, amen, don't shut down. Uh, We're still in a spirit of worship. Uh, As we give, you can lift your hand if you need a tether and offering envelope. Glory to God. If you need, uh, the ushers will serve you if you need a tether and envelope, amen. If you give online, uh, please fill out what you give online, amen, just to help us keep our records accurate, make it easier on our finance team, amen, as we input all of our, uh, all the finances of the church. Amen. So our ways to give, text to give, 859-888-1190. You can do cash app, dollar sign RCC Lex. You can go to our website remnant-communitychurch.com we've got our qr code uh, that will give you our ways to give as well uh, as well as if you if this is your first time here uh, it allows you to connect with us fill out some information so we can stay in touch with you all those wonderful things and so even in our giving amen sometimes we need the light to be turned on in our finances amen would you agree uh, and that light is that we would trust god Amen. To give what he has entrusted us with. Amen. He calls us good stewards. Amen. If you will follow his principles of giving, we believe in tithing 10% of your income. Amen. We tithe Pastor Daisy tithes all those good things. And so we've seen God be faithful in giving. Amen. And so I am thankful that God is doing a great work. And again, as I said, I'm not going to over spiritualize it uh, as much as it helps to build the kingdom. Amen. Uh, For what you get and what you receive and how you're able uh, to bring your family and friends and do all those things. That's what the money goes to. Amen. But we know there are spiritual principles behind giving. Amen. That God tells us to try him and see if he won't open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you would not have room enough to receive. But guess what? You're going to have to obey him when he speaks. Amen. Uh, glory to God. You're going to have to obey. Again, giving is a, is, is a milk thing, right? It's a milk thing uh, because really the reality is, is that God is really looking to see where your heart is as it relates to giving. And I know that we all struggle and there's finances and, you know, uh, uh, inflation and all those things. We get it. We're not we're not oblivious to that. Uh, But the reality is, is that the same way that we believe God for your healing, we believe that God says that he said he said, never would I see the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Amen. That he provides time and time again. You can come on up, Mama Alice. He provides time and time again for us in miraculous ways. We believe that God opens doors. We believe that he puts your name uh, in the mouths of people, right, for new jobs, for promotions, for things you're not even qualified, but you're capable of doing. Amen. We thank you, God, even now, God, that you're opening doors. Ah, glory to God that were shut. God, we thank you, Lord, for greater financing, better interest rates, uh, all those things. Amen. We believe... He says that he would cause men to give unto you. Amen. That's his word. And so we believe and know that as we obey God in giving, that he is faithful. Amen. He is faithful. That as you believe in the work and the vision of this house, that it's good ground. Amen. It is good ground. And as you plant the seed, he says, as long as there's seed time and harvest, amen, that God is going to, he's going to give, right? And and as a farmer, Right. A farmer that doesn't plant anything doesn't get anything. Right. I know we're not we're not all uh, uh, farmers or anything like that. But it's a very simple principle that if you don't give, you can't receive. Right. And so at some point you are waiting for God to give to you. The reality is, is that everything is his. Right. So if you got any money right now, it's because God gave it to you. Right. Let me prove it to you in scripture. It Says every good and perfect gift cometh from God amen so everything that we i know you worked hard for it and you put your 40 hours in and 45 hours and all that stuff but every good and perfect gift coming from him amen let's pray god we just thank you lord for this time of offering God, we thank you god that you are the greatest giver god and we pray god in the name of jesus god that the light would be turned on in our lives of our finances god that we would trust you to give oh god and we are trusting you god to see the return in it, God. We thank you for favor, for open doors, God. We thank you, God, for every abundant blessing. Bless all those that gave and all those that couldn't. God, we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen.
2: Hallelujah, God is so awesome and wonderful and kind. I wish I could sing. I would sing, I'm looking for a miracle. (laughs) But I'm up here to do the announcements. (laughs) We have a few announcements for you today. I would like to say welcome to each and every one of our guests. We are so glad you're here. (laughs) Woo! I promise I'm excited. I truly love people, but my love don't compare to God's love. So, he loves you enough to bring you here, a place of refuge, freedom, and peace. I wanna encourage you to embrace that. We welcome you. Back in the day, they used to say, you're welcome once, you're welcome twice. What you know about that? You're welcome (laughs) three times in the name of Jesus Christ. So, for those of you that are watching via Facebook, welcome, welcome, welcome. We're just glad you're here. I'm excited. All right, so, as we are welcoming you, we do have a QR code, if you could put that on the screen for me. With the QR code, you can get information about our church. It's, and there's also a connect card. So we definitely want to connect with you in some shape, form, or fashion, be of email, phone call, um, please come again in person. We got a Christmas party coming up. We want to invite you to that. So if you would scan that QR code, we want to connect with you and get you some information about our church. Also, if you're interested in becoming a member, we'll get you some information through the QR code here, our connect card. Also this Wednesday, December 7th is our Bible class. We always, always have an awesome time in the Word of God through Bible class. God feeds us and he feeds us and he feeds us. A lot of times we're fed in the natural too. So please join us Wednesday Bible class. It starts at seven, prayer starts at 6.30. On next Sunday, that's the 11th, young people, I'm talking about under 18, 18 and under. Our young people, because some of us think we young, you know, (laughs) I do, (laughs) but our youth, our youth church will resume next Sunday and the Sunday after that. So you are encouraged to come out, young people, and bring someone with you if you can, okay? On December 16th, if you want to mark your calendar, we're gonna have an RCC Christmas party. There's no party like an RCC party, am I right? Now, that's Friday, December 16th at 7.45. You're invited, you're invited, you're invited, you're invited. Please come one, come all. It's gonna start at 7.45. We're asking that you bring a gift and we're gonna do the White Elephant Gift Exchange. You know, that's really fun. Also, our theme is appetizers. So, we're gonna put something on GroupMe so that you can sign up for your appetizer. If you're not on GroupMe, just come and eat. Okay, (laughs) come and enjoy. So there's a sign-up sheet as well for that. Then on December 25th, that's Christmas, we're not going to have service, but service will air via Facebook Live. We're going to pre-record that service. So we're not in person on December 25th. If you show up and you just want to have service on the doorstep, have at it. (laughs) Hallelujah. Now listen, Saturday, December 31st, That's our New Year's Eve day we're going to have a New Year's Eve service you know how we do it we're going to bring the service in right at 10 p.m. what do we do we shout the New Year's in right so it's our New Year's Eve service Saturday December 31st at 10 p.m. Also also, we'd like to echo Pastor Daisy in saying thank you for those that went out and supported on yesterday. It sounds like it was an awesome, awesome time. <laughs> Blessings to Minister Kelly for her share as well. God is moving through his people, and I see His word coming into fruition as Pastor Josh spoke on God speaking. He's speaking, He's speaking. Lastly, I want to wish a happy birthday to all of our December remnants. Happy birthday and happy anniversary. (laughs) Jada. (laughs) Her birthday is December 25th. She's going to be looking for a text. (laughs) 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 Hallelujah. Z, uh, Z? December 16th? You turned 16 this month? woo woo Okay, Mama? Praise God for the birthdays and the anniversaries. Well, all minds clear? Thank you, Lord. We're going to dismiss in prayer. Let's stand. Heavenly Father, it is in Jesus' name. God, as we stand to be dismissed, I pray that we will not be dismissed from your presence. I pray that... This standing will also represent that we're standing in expectation, that we're standing in expectation of for you to speak to our hearts, for you to speak to our spirit, for you to lead, guide, and direct us. As you have said in your word, God, thank you for reminding us on today that your sheep know your voice. Thank you, oh God, for speaking. Thank you, oh God, for speaking. One more time, thank you, oh God, for speaking. We honor you and we praise you. We ask that you pour back into our pastors. I thank you for blessing them with good health and longevity. I thank you, oh God, for blessing your people. God, I pray that you will meet each and every one at the point of our need. We thank you, oh God, for blessing us. It's going to be a good rest of the day. As a matter of fact, it's going to be a good week week. We speak and declare it, and we give you praise, honor, and glory until we come together again. Amen.